0: Hello everyone, welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show itself, episode 132. Nolan, it wouldn't be Halloween on It's a Wonderful Podcast if we didn't talk about a Vincent Price movie, would it? Happy Halloween for tomorrow, guys.
1: Happy Halloween. Oh, it has been a, it's been a weird ride this year.
0: Has, has. But you yes. know, celebrations. Lots that that looks celebrations. less like a
1: that looks less like a Halloween dance and more like a Christmas Eve dance. I, I'm surprised you're not doing like the fucking thriller dance or the so- dance from Nightmare Before Christmas or anything else.
0: There's only a limited amount of space that I can dance in at the moment, so unfortunately.
1: Uh, Right now, I have no energy for dancing. It feels like lifting a weight, even holding this microphone.
0: <laughs> well, I certainly hope it doesn't feel like lifting weight talking about the movie we're talking about today, Nolan, because we're talking about a, a Vincent Price movie. Of course, Vincent Price lives for Halloween, and Halloween lives for Vincent Price. That's how it works. Um, but it's an unorthodox Vincent Price movie, should we say.
1: Yes, it's uh, probably one of the weirder ones. I would say more of his cult-following movies instead of his more critically acclaimed movies. This is not Follow House of Usher, this is not House on Haunted Hill. This is the weird stepchild in the middle that nobody wants but can never say to their face. I'm I mean, in a cynical mood today, aren't I?
0: You are, you are. I mean, it's it's not... Is it I don't I don't I don't think it's entirely accurate because to be perfectly honest with you, I want this movie. I want this movie that we're talking about today. Because the movie we are talking about today is 1958's The Fly. <laughs> Not the Jeff Goldblum version, but the version with Vincent Price. Let's just get it out of the way with now, no, unfortunately, Vincent Price doesn't play the fly. Vincent Price plays the fly's brother
1: he's the fly's yeah. brother and he's the main uh, he is he is sort of the main character this movie doesn't really have main characters
0: he is I'll start with this I 'll start with this because the structure of this movie is fascinating to me it's structured like it feels like an old ghost story because it's kind of got the big unfortunate moment at the beginning and then it's told for the most part in flashback but the main character we meet at the beginning which is obviously Vincent Price's character becomes then not the main character but acts as a sort of person who the story is being told to. Yeah,
1: pretty accurate.
0: It feels very much like an old ghost story in that way you know where you'd have like somebody walking in and then oh actually am i the main character no let's meet somebody who is going to tell us the story of what actually happened that's how we get to ghost stories for some reason but that's how that's very much how this movie felt to me so i liked that structurally i liked that because it felt like a ghost story but it's it's couldn't be further from a ghost story obviously it's a a sci-fi horror movie from the fifties, an era well known for its sci-fi horror movies, Nolan. Some of which we have done on this very show itself. Um, I don't know where I don't know you know where where this would class in your Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms and Them's and all that kind of stuff. I
1: say Them is definitely the best one I've seen from this era of sci-fi horror,
0: especially giant insect sci-fi horror.
1: In, in indeed, I mean. It's interesting, you think this it feels like a ghost story. To me, it just feels like a whodunit. This feels like an Inspector Calls, but with fly monsters. Oh, which is a... might be why we ended up watching it in English class, now that I think about it.
0: Well, I'm just interested in that. You watched The Fly with Vincent Price in English class? What the hell's going on there?
1: My English teacher, Miss Winman, was one cool cat, and I think she was a fan of Vincent Price, and we were studying inspector calls at this moment you can read all about that story or listen to that story in the episode we did covering an inspector calls
0: that's true but i
1: think this was like a fun comparison we did one class we saw a couple of clips from the fly i ended up watching the whole movie when i got home and it was bizarre i mean everyone in my class when they heard stuff like he has the murderous brain of a fly were just struggling not to laugh
0: yeah, I mean, look, it it, it can come across fl- in that way. Are flies murderous? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why the fly ends up being murderous, but likewise, maybe it just is the, um, sh- should we say, amalgamation of different brains. Because the, the basic kind of idea and scenario of the movie is the same. As the more famous, uh, kind of more well watched Jeff Goldblum a scientist overly experiments and ends up forming himself with a fly.
1: Now, yeah, unfortunately,
0: and... we don't see the actual kind of formation of it. We just see no. The...
1: You get that in Cronenberg's version, mm. not this one.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's not like you know this movie isn't so much a body horror movie as as more of along the lines with other 50s sci-fi horror movies it's very much about the dangers of over-experimentation with science because that's what was scary in the 50s you know all this new technology all the new science we'd seen what technology could do um very very badly coming out of the second world war and we're still thinking about that Mm -hmm. um and and the the dangers that overly overly experimenting with technology and science can take you which is why we get so many good sci-fi horror movies of the 50s but you know there's few of them that are directly kind of i'm going to experiment with myself and i mean in a way, it's a little bit Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, mm-hmm. in that sense. I've it's always a been way... a fan of
1: that trope, though. The the scientist who wants to experiment on themselves and then turns into a monster. It's the basis for pretty much every Spider-Man villain.
0: I mean, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there, which is in- interesting, really, because spiders eat flies,
1: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there was actually there's not a fly-based villain as I know for Spider-Man but there is one called The Beetle The Beetle Which,
0: Yeah I, I think is, if there was a fly-based villain though that'd just be garbage for Spider-Man because Spider-Man would just eat the fly because that's what spiders and flies do
1: No, there is a issue of Spider-Man where he does mutate and, into a full man-spider creature thing, very body horror-y, that's the horrendous. 80s were weird
0: yeah, we know we know <laughs> that. They were very, very strong.
1: Everyone dropped acid and turned into man spiders. It was a wild time.
0: But but Nolan. What 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 do you what do you make of this movie then? What do you make of this movie first of all with Vincent Price playing kind of half supporting role rather than all out this is a Vincent Price horror vehicle as we know them to be and have him front and centre?
1: I respect it for going in a different direction regarding that, but part of me is just thinking I just want to see Vincent Price turn into a fly and murder some people.
0: I mean, yes. I mean, yes, but we can see him murder people in in a lot of movies, Nolan. Maybe he was
1: trying to stretch his acting ability, I don't know.
0: Is it not nice to sometimes see him in a more kind of calmer kind of trying to almost a almost acting as an inspector kind of way, but he doesn't really want to believe the story because the whole story is basically Vincent Price and the actual guy who turns into the fly, André, are brothers. Their name is Delorme because we're in Montreal and French-Canadia and people like that. I call it Canadia because that just sounds better. Um... Andre's wife, who is played by Patricia Owens, who, if you don't know the movie, you'll probably know the image of many, many Patricia Owens's screams in yes, fly eyes.
1: Original scream queen, I suppose.
0: Well, quite possibly. Um, it's a good scream, though. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a good, nice, famous sci-fi horror moment, and, and we like that. Um, but she is Helene... Um Delombe. It's kind of I mean what's <laughs> Vincent Price is called Francois.
1: A lot of silent letters in the names of the characters in this movie. Andre
0: Helene and Francois Delombe. It's great. Yeah. But well the start of the movie opens with obviously Helene admitting that she has killed her husband Andre on the on this big huge metal press machine that yes. they have in the factory Good old I-
1: hydraulic press
0: yeah a horrible way to die isn't it nolan the yeah, hydraulic the only, press
1: the only other person i know in movies to have died via that is the t800 in the first terminator it's true
0: it's true
1: and did uh, did helene say you're terminated fucker or <laughs> you're swatted fly right before it happened we'll never know
0: I'd like to think she did, but that wouldn't make any sense at all. Um,
1: <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love for there to be a scene where she just says, no, that's a real fly swatter.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. No, she really doesn't like fly swatters in this movie, no. She hates them. She, the amount of time she stops the housekeeper from using a fly swatter very, very angrily <laughs> is a little bit over the top. She yeah, does well, it an awful lot.
1: At that point that she does feel like it that fly could be the other half of her husband, though
0: that's true that's true. it's very there's a hell of a lot of mystery like you said. it does have those who done it vibes to it definitely because you're never entirely quite sure of what's going on until the whole unmasking and the unmasking is ages into the movie. So you are fully with Helene um, as she's telling this story to Vincent Price in this huge, big flashback. That she's very, very concerned for her husband. Like, she's obviously very proud of what he's doing and all of his scientific work. But she becomes really quite concerned about him that he's spending too much time down there. And obviously, when on the one day she goes down, and he's unable to speak back to her, and has to type all the things, and she comes into the room, and he insists that she tries looking for this fly, a fly with a white head, as uh, as the little child Philippe says. Um, I don't I don't know if you like Philippe or not. No, I I. I, I I didn't really like Philippe too much.
1: No, it, it sounds like the names of the kids that when I sometimes cross through the West End in Glasgow. <laughs> the posh end. And nobody oh. likes them. There's a oh. lot of Philippes hanging around the coffee shops.
0: I mean, there's, uh, it's nice to hang around hand coffee quilted shops. Hand-quilted masks. Hand-quilted masks?
1: Yeah, because of course they've probably made them out of some fucking material that only they know the name of.
0: Possibly, possibly. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen hand quilted mask. I like that though. We should make our own hand quilted masks.
1: Should we get? It's a wonderful podcast. Masks.
0: We should do. I think they. I think that. Do you know what? I think they actually have them. Tpublic dot com slash g nine design. I think they actually make masks now.
1: Because who wouldn't want to put our faces around their face?
0: Exactly. That's a weird way of putting it, but we'll stick to it. Um, Would you want to put a fly head on your face, Nolan?
1: Uh, No, and I don't envy the person who had to wear it for this movie, because that thing looks like it gets hot under there.
0: Yeah, it does a little bit, doesn't it? The vision
1: is probably fucked. Uh, I mean, this is probably a given, but... I like the design of the Cronenberg fly a lot more than this one.
0: I just think they were obviously able to do much more with it in terms of the effects. And obviously the Cronenberg movie is a full body horror, so they are going all out with the effects.
1: I feel they could have done that here too. They could have gone with a makeup job, like something from Universal Monsters kind of style. The wolfman looks terrifying. The mummy looks terrifying. Why not try and figure a way to put the fly in there too?
0: I mean, possibly. But also... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel this is going very much along the... It's It fits in with... It, like, it doesn't even fit in with other Vincent Price movies for the most part. It just really fits in with 50s... Sci fi horror that can sometimes look a little bit like a man in a suit. And obviously, it is a man in a suit, but at least the character is actually just a man with a fly head rather than somebody pretending to be an alien.
1: Might just be because I've got an inkling for body horror monsters now because I've been playing Resident Evil 2 for the past three days. Possibly. Uh, That is a good game. You should get yourself on that. It's on Xbox.
0: What about the the kind of tragedy of this movie, then? Did you feel that, that with Andre?
1: That is the strongest element of the story, for sure, because, like I said before, I like the trope of the scientists experimenting on themselves, thinking that they're doing some great service, and then ending up getting screwed over by science. It's a noble thing, it's a tragic thing, you see that a lot in like a lot of comic book villains, as I said. Here, it's just... It's both tragic and both bizarre. Like could you imagine telling this story to somebody and then just them trying not to laugh, but only you know the kind of tragedy of the situation?
0: It's... Yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's kind of why the movie ends as it does. Because obviously once the whole story of the, you know, of the the fly experimentation has been told and we realize how it was that Andre died. Um the there's a there's the police inspector and Vincent Price, and the police inspector is absolutely still convinced that Helene murdered Andre. Um so he's gonna, you know, have her arrested for that. Which is still in his mind that this is a little bit too far vincent price wants to believe it because vincent price is may may maybe slightly ever so slightly in love with his brother's wife i mean that's a little bit of unusual this movie's
1: a reason why if you're pitching a monster movie you should make your premise as bizarre as possible because i think the more bizarre a monster concept is the less likely people are in the movie to believe it, but yeah. by doing that you kind of undercut the audience expectations, it's like it's like that thing of how scary can an invisible man be, and we saw with Lee Whannell's The Invisible Man earlier this year pretty fucking terrifying, we saw with Claude yeah. Rains, pretty fucking terrifying I I like monster concepts like that where they sound so ridiculous but that ends up undercutting what you feel about it, and then once you're in it once you understand it, you get the fear
0: well, I think it's fair to say that once the inspector finally understands that what the story he's been told is actually real in that one particular... Now, I I don't know how you feel about this scene. It comes, like, at the very, very end of the movie. The spider's web.
1: I had a Do feeling you like like to bring this up. Um, once again, it's a little bizarre, but, I mean, if it was happening in real life, if you had really been formed with a fly... And you're trapped in a spider's web. It's going to look ridiculous, you shouting there going,
0: Help me! Help me!
1: Which I believe was nominated for the AFI uh, Quotes and Lines. Never got it, but, you know, had the nomination there.
0: I like that. There's, I like that.
1: There's, part, there's an inherent tragedy to how funny that scene is, Really.
0: Look, it is, a, I'm not going to lie, it is a little bit funny, but, like you say, when you've gone through the whole quite upsetting movie that, you know, this is, it's really quite, oh God, this is awful. And we've heard about this fly with the white head for throughout the whole movie and people, and they've been trying to catch this fly for Andre because there's potential that, Andre with the fly head can form himself back together if he just has this fly with Andre's head. We only find out it's a fly with Andre's head in this spider web scene when he's about to be eaten by a damn spider and Vincent Price and the police inspector are looking at this spider's web horrified. Like, they are absolutely speechless and the inspector's like, You saw that too, didn't you? Yes, yes, I saw that. Oh, God. (gasps) Oh, God. She was telling the truth. Surprise!
1: They still whack it with a shoe.
0: I mean, they do still whack it with a shoe. They do. I don't know why. Maybe to... Maybe to kill the horror in their minds. They hit it with a shoe.
1: I mean, was there any way that they could reverse the transformation I mean I don't even think that happened in the Goldblum one like it seemed like a permanent thing
0: Well this was Andre's plan wasn't it? This was the only plan that Andre with a fly had had to potentially reverse the situation was to go through the teleportation device again in the exact same way But you don't know do you because Can you imagine how worse it could have gotten? Well exactly what if the fly just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and, you know, another fly goes in there, a a, a beetle goes in there, a worm goes in a, there. A wasp. A wasp. I mean, let's be fair, Andre does disintegrate the family cat in this movie because he tries teleporting that and it doesn't return at the other end. So the cat's just in space now as many, many atoms.
1: Can you imagine the, the what this movie would be like if it was the cat that got swapped instead?
0: It would the look cat like... just wanders in. It would look like um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, wouldn't it? No, and that's exactly what it would look like.
1: And then they could have sold that movie as Cat People.
0: They could have done. Secretly, it's Cat People. It's a sequel to Cat People. We love that, even though cat people isn't about people that turn into cats. <laughs> Funnily well, but
1: enough. This, but this is about a man who turns into a fly.
0: It is about a man who turns into the fly. <laughs> it it's not about a man who
1: can fly. That, that will come a couple years later.
0: Ooh. Imagine if it was about a man who could fly. Imagine if the fly could fly. Like, the fly can't fly. All the fly can do is have a battle in his own mind I mean, over whether he wants to become house... more of a fly.
1: <laughs> you've seen how fast houseflies can go at a normal speed. Can you imagine that, but with a human size? That'd be fucking horrifying. It would. You just hear it the would. buzzing, and it's like the Jaws theme music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the huge, six-foot-tall fly comes into the room. I don't think to they the did that Jaws in the Cronenberg
1: one, but I wish they could have done that. Have fly <laughs> just charge at you.
0: I, you know, in terms of the Cronenberg version, I, I mean, the final fly design in that, I've never loved. Like I, I do like, I do, I, I do love the effects of. Brundlefly, fly like half Jeff Goldblum. Where he's turning and it just takes him a little bit of time, because in this movie, there's no, physical. Kind of gradual change. It's it seems to it's happened off screen overnight, presumably. Presumably, because they couldn't
1: do it with the effects.
0: Possibly, yes. But I, I still think it works because this this movie, as opposed to the Cronenberg version, is going for this kind of more mental, psychological kind of
1: it's psychological horror. horror, not body horror.
0: Yeah. Um so that's why they do that and it just so happens that andre's head and left arm have turned flyish um yeah he may, i mean it's kind of horrifying when he accidentally shows his fly arm to his wife and he, he doesn't doesn't want to do that his wife is his wife's terrified his wife starts crying it's nasty I feel very very sorry for Helene in this movie like the plan as well to kill Andre because that they come up with together but because Andre just keeps getting worse and worse and the fly takes over like you said at the start are flies evil inherently
1: uh no no I mean, I mean, maggots are, and that's flies are. Nobody
0: likes maggots.
1: But but flies, I don't know. They seem to just be minding their own business. Imagine but they are annoying.
0: They are very annoying. Imagine the movie The Maggot.
1: Oh God!
0: See now you are horrified.
1: Maggots just horrify me, regardless.
0: Maggots, maggots just remind me of disease and filth and festering horribleness
1: I hope you never have to work in an event where you take out the fucking rubbish bins and you see maggots inside oh,
0: no it's the worst thing you can have is maggots in the bin ugh. what a terrible thought I mean we are talking about insects today so there you go maggot talk on it's a wonderful podcast <laughs> for some <laughs> stupid reason ugh but I don't know. I don't know. Do you like what do you make of the uh what do you make of this kind of devolution of Andre's mind?
1: That's the most interesting part. Uh I think of it less as his mind's becoming more fly like and he's becoming more just animal like, really. He's giving yeah. into sort of animalistic urges and things like that and i don't even feel he's becoming evil i feel like his mind's trying to resist it but to the human eye he just looks mental
0: yeah definitely because you see in his last kind of words that he writes down on this blackboard uh i love you and you know that's kind of yes it's a little bit cheese ball and all that kind of stuff but it packs a punch in that scene It really packs a punch, because he's thrashing himself around all over the place, trying to fight the fly within, the monster within, whatever you want to call it. And all he can think about is his love for his wife, but then his wife has to go and kill him, as they've agreed. It's a bit like, you know, Snape and Dumbledore again, isn't it? Like, let's just be clear, you you have to agree. Like, yes, I agree, okay. It's I will gonna kill you on the
1: top of the astronomy tower after a very convoluted plan where Draco Malfoy will yes, not kill you.
0: A little bit convoluted, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the wand? We still don't really know. Um, so they take the t- take uh, take him to the the hydraulic press, and it just so happens that the night watchman of this factory in Montreal. Sees him now, Nolan. I love this night watchman. He's a very, very French would. Canadian man. His name is Gaston. Gaston. <laughs> and all he does in the movie is, say, yes, there was. I saw. I saw them. On the press. That's all he does. That's all he says in the whole movie. He just so happens to be there, ruining the situation and nearly sending Helene to prison and or a institution for criminally insane people.
1: I mean she even doesn't. in the fifties my husband's turned into a fly and I had to kill him. That sounds <laughs> like a that sounds like a fucking Jeremy Kyle subtitle.
0: He does a little my, my husband the insect <laughs> What? What weirdness have you been drinking? Nothing. It's true. Let me explain. There you go. The movie. It,
1: it, there is an underlining fear of, like, I've always had this with especially body horror and things like this where science is involved. I've got this big fear of, like, underground labs and pharmaceutical places creating Because you don't know what they're doing yeah, experimenting on all these animals, like, who knows what's gonna happen, one day we're just gonna see a fucking 60-foot rabbit marching down fucking London Bridge murderous, I mean, 2020 has been pretty wild, but that's probably where we're going next, yeah Wallace and Gromit, the curse of the
0: scientific rabbit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. I love that. What if Wallace and, What if the next Wallace and Gromit was just Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Fly?
1: I mean, I'd watch it, but sadly, Peter Salas passed away a few years ago.
0: That is true. That is true. I did forget about that. No. Oh. Oh. I mean, they, they, they could always
1: recast, but I doubt they would.
0: Could they, though? No. Cuddy though. This is Wallace off of Wallace and Gromit, no This is a pretty iconic voice. True. You can't just you can't just recast everybody willy-nilly silly. No. Um, and yeah, I, love that, I love that
1: that's going into the final episode.
0: Of course it is. Of course it is. Um but yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to see huge mutated animals careering around. The country, either. You don't want so to see I, I, I,
1: people getting infected and turning into an outbreak, and the nemesis chasing you down with a rocket launcher. Once again, that's my that. hint play rock and resident evil, you will love it. <laughs>
0: don't want to see that either. Um, but, but, I do, I, I, I agree with you to a point of this fear of what the hell goes on in these animal testing i mean animal testing is unpleasant to begin with we shouldn't be doing that but experimentation you just never quite know do you which is why movies like this just work because you never quite know what's going to happen that's the nature of experimentation in the first place but just try and not be dangerous about it
1: yeah whereas like try not as i remember from them that was like a result of nuclear weapons affecting ants. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And this is I mean it's different from that, but it is of the same vibe, it's like science fucking with something or actually I say this could be more of a commentary on negligence. Like
0: quite possibly. Quite possibly. I, it's- I
1: know it's I know the case for it would seem silly like, oh, you didn't see that there was a fly that came into you with the teleportation chamber, but I mean that is a point of negligence.
0: It's, it can be that, and I think you can also look at it as playing God a little bit, like Frankenstein does a lot. You know, there's a reason Dr. Frankenstein is such a tragic character, because he tries playing God and it goes horribly, horribly wrong for him.
1: I think that should just be the first course they teach you at science school is do not play God and then just give you fucking Frankenstein as homework for why you should not play Read God. Read
0: Frankenstein.
1: If, if you are to there become a go. scientist we have to give you a nice background check to make sure you aren't a raging egomaniac lunatic. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: We'll try and mutate yourself into a fly.
0: That's exactly what this movie is. It's a, it is, it's a commentary on egomania overconfidence and like you say negligence as well i think you've hit the nail on the head it is less so like the other giant insect movies and other other sci-fi horrors of that ilk of the 50s that are very much oh dear nuclear nuclear things are bad look what nuclear things will do they'll make godzilla they'll make godzilla happen and yes godzilla obviously transforms into a hero but he's pretty far from a hero
1: what animals do in... you want to see get the giant mutant movie treatment
0: i don't think giant mutant movies should exist anymore to be perfectly honest with you <laughs> i'm like i don't mind the recent uh, kaiju series you know the the is it i mean is it, i mean not is necessarily it, as called? kaiju
1: but just mutated animals like going nuts
0: well i mean i always liked the the dog thing from the thing
1: fuck me that's a terrifying flashback
0: that's a that's a mutated animal isn't it don't don't mess with science guys you'll become the dog thing from the thing
1: i would like to see them try it with lobsters
0: Giant lobsters, I'm pretty sure there's definitely a giant lobster movie. Can
1: you imagine just you're or a... Or
0: scorpion, it's probably a scorpion. You're
1: a nice couple on the beach and then out of nowhere, coming from the ocean, you hear the snapping of claws.
0: That's, that is good, I like that. It, you could also do it with crabs.
1: Crabs, I mean, they would have fun with the tagline department, you've got crabs.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. Let's not do it with crabs. It wouldn't be serious enough. Also, if
1: you get, if you lobsters. create giant lobsters like Kaiju style, imagine the amount of lobster meat that you could be giving to everybody.
0: It would feed the hungry, which is nice. It's nice to feed the hungry. Oh, and um, the shell,
1: that would make stock for years, man.
0: <laughs> but also, you would have to dispose of this giant lobster creature, which, as we know... From other giant monster movies, Nolan, is not a very easy task.
1: Okay. If you could combine yourself with any animal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I could combine myself with any, uh, meaningfully, or accidentally. I
1: mean, obviously for you, I would think Garfield, because I believe you also hate Mondays. that's You are ginger. That's a good shout. I don't know if you like lasagna, but...
0: I do. I do like that. I mean, I don't love lasagna like Garfield loves lasagna, but I am obviously a big fan of pasta in general. So I'd happily mutate myself with Garfield the cat. Yeah.
1: I'd probably do it with a dragonfly. Because it sounds badass. I was you going to
0: say a dragon, then.
1: Dragons are not real.
0: Dragon... Yes, they are. Why, why would you do it with a dragonfly? Why would you mutate yourself? Dragonflies dragon are like fly? more
1: badass flies. Really, they got more wings. They can fly away. They're not going to get swatted as often.
0: Did you learn nothing from this movie? Anything with fly in it should not be involved with a human.
1: Yes, but I'm not going to use my fly power to try and reverse it. I'm going to turn into the dragonfly and fly away from this fucked up
0: world. You you don't know what you're gonna do when you're a dragonfly, just like Andre didn't know what he was gonna do when he was a fly. He didn't think Andre didn't. I mean, plan he didn't even want to fly. be a fly in the first place. No, he didn't. He didn't want to be. If all he wanted to do was do a little bit of teleportation, that's all he wanted. I love that. I love how excited he is about teleportation in this as well. Like, it it would mean world peace and an end to world hunger because you could just get aid around the place just so easily, and there would be teleportation stations. This is one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Uh, if you did use that, teleportation that thing
1: happened. to transport food, is it creating the food or recreating a synthetic version of the food?
0: No, it's recreating the food. It's the, it's the exact same food... Because they they, they explain this in the movie. Andre takes time to explain this in the movie because he puts that little bowl down. Yes, well,
1: Andre has also turned himself into a fly, so I don't know if I should trust his opinion.
0: I think we should trust Andre's scientific knowledge. But like you said, I don't think we should trust Andre's uh, obsessiveness. We should never trust obsessiveness. No, but knowledge, yes. And because he's clearly a very—he's clearly a genius, but a tragic genius. And what is a better character than the tragic genius, Nolan? We like that. Yes,
1: the fly vomit stuff—that also always got to me when we watched this in English. <laughs> yeah, I did not know it had the power to disintegrate things.
0: Yes. Although I
1: suppose that kind of makes sense with what you hear about what house flies do to your food.
0: Yes, flies flies will destroy your food. If a fly lands on your food, it's no good.
1: I don't know if you've seen the sequel Return of the Fly, but there's a moment a clip I saw in English class where they're talking to the one guy who got his arm vomited off, saying that, <gasps> uh, oh yeah, he covered my arm with fly vomit. I had no love for the man he bugged me
0: that's nice that's nice he legitimately says
1: he (laughs) bugged me with a straight face and how he managed to get that take the first time i have no idea
0: because it's fawn because it's fawn i um look i'm with you in a sense that yes, I would have a little bit preferred The Fly to be Vincent Price rather than Vincent Price be The Fly's brother and him just be... You know, he, he's playing the straight man in this movie. Yeah. Which is nice in some situations. But we also love Vincent Price mainly for being the absolute tragic character of an actor that he is. Yes. we he just loves being overly dramatic and emotional and it's perfect, we love it.
1: Same way I don't want to see Brad Dourif being the sheriff in a horror movie, I want to see Brad Dourif be the fucking killer.
0: Yes. But, that's not to say that Price isn't doing his usual phenomenal work, because he certainly he is. He always brings he, it's it. It's just... Of course he does. It's just not as... Intense and out there, and
1: I wish he would have. He's been not allowed in the to do one enough. like as a legacy role or something like that.
0: Wait, it's, I mean, it's not a bad idea.
1: Like make him Goldblum's superior or something. That would be fun.
0: Not a bad idea.
1: Although when, when, know, when the fly yeah. came out, 86
0: 86 yeah, Goldblum
1: and Edward Hands came out five years later. So yeah, he was still acting.
0: He was he was definitely still around still acting um you could have done it i'm not I'm certainly not saying you couldn't have done it because you could definitely have done something like that. um if you want your more low-key Vincent Price performance, though I think this is a, a you know a good movie for that and certainly if you in my opinion want a really great sci-fi horror movie. Of the fifties, that is that doesn't feel, in any way, a B movie. No, it, it takes itself you know, it very, very seriously. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like the design of the fly. I think those. I think that for its time, uh, I think it, it looks, looks really okay. good.
1: I wish it was makeup and not a costume.
0: Um, I and I, I, I really just like the. I like the drama of it. I like the tragedy of it. It's not an overly... Uh, overly kind of... What's the word I'm trying to think of? It's not an overly think PC movie. No. Uh, no. But it just has I respect, enough good stuff in
1: it. I there. respect it for existing. Uh, I will always mention it if I'm ever talking about the history of sci-fi horror. However, for my money, I would rather watch the Cronenberg version.
0: I believe they do I, more with the fair,
1: premise in there.
0: That is a fair assessment. But of course, what this movie does give us is that very, very lovely, famous, many faces of Patricia Owens' screen. That
1: is a great shot.
0: We love it. Mm-hmm. The director, I believe, is called Kurt Newman or Neumann. Might be of, of German sounds like, descent. Sounds
1: like a very nice man.
0: And I know that this was, you know, it was a very very successful movie as well. I
1: can imagine it being a hit at the drive-in theaters of the fifties.
0: It just it just seems right, doesn't it? Like, do you not like the? Do you not really like the effects of the actual teleportation though? Like all the lights well, yeah, and yeah. all the gears and things like that.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of like old Star that. Trek episodes,
0: right? Mm-hmm. I really liked that.
1: I I, I, really I don't hate that. this movie. I like this movie perfectly fine. It's just I would rather watch the Cronenberg one.
0: But it doesn't have Vincent Price in. I'm just hold up <laughs> on it. I'm hold up on it. You know me I know. when it comes to things. I, 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 I liked this movie a lot. Well, I mean it look, if we if we if we feel like we've talked enough about this movie, Nolan, I don't know if you need to say anything more.
1: Um Help me, help me. That's what the world is saying right now.
0: A little bit. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. We hope we get that help, Nolan.
1: Yes, I hope we do, and I hope that a certain man who is of orange (laughs) descent suddenly decides to teleport himself into a fly and ends up stuck on a spider's web.
0: Now look, that would be quite funny. Admittedly, it would, I don't care who you are or what you believe in.
1: It would also be You've funny admit, if the other old man that happened
0: to him as well. It would be funny if anybody did it. But also would it? Because it would it also be, be quite funny for them. Really, really kind of sad and horrifying. Would
1: it be funny if it happened to Shrek?
0: No. No. No, we can't be having that. We can't Shrek eats flies, so he would eat himself. Breakfast, essentially. I'm pretty sure he, he, he definitely eats flies, right? At some point, probably, or does something I, with flies. I mean, I
1: be, I could be wrong on this, but I believe some cultures do actually ma- mash flies up for like chutney and stuff. Although that could be ants.
0: Well, I think you can. I think you can eat flies. It's probably not
1: going to taste very I, I mean, pleasant. I, even with the right amount I of seasoning. But...
0: No, I, I wouldn't. I would never. But, you know, if you're out in the jungle and you need to survive... Are you planning to be out in the jungle anytime soon? No. No, just take one of those fly nets that Philippe carries around throughout this whole movie. Are you
1: planning to go camping anytime soon? I don't know if you're a no, camper. not
0: really. No. No. <laughs> do, I, do I seem like I would go camping a great deal?
1: I don't know. I mean, Manchester is pretty... I mean, I would probably camp in Manchester if I had any choice to camp somewhere in the UK.
0: I don't think there's a campsite in a city centre.
1: Anywhere can be a campsite if you use your imagination.
0: That is a little bit of a sad statement, (laughs) unfortunately. I'm
1: used to camping in the desert. What can I say?
0: in the, well in the desert yes in the desert's quite i've never camped in the desert i must say that's quite nice yes
1: yeah so okay. i i don't think there's many like deserts that. in manchester is there
0: there certainly is not no no there certainly is not it's been horrific weather as it often is but you
1: went to dubai <laughs> at some point in your life didn't you
0: i did for a few days yeah and you didn't go camping in the desert no it was very very hot i didn't want to move fair enough It was too hot. It was quite possibly the single hottest place I've ever been.
1: I find it hilarious that I lived in Dubai at some point and you were there on vacation and there was a point we could have met beforehand and you probably would have hated me.
0: You're not wrong. I mean, I, I think you may be wrong about the last part, but you're not wrong in the scenario. So there we go. Anyway, I think we are going to call it there for our lovely discussion of 1958's The Fly, starring Vincent Price, Patricia Owens, and what is the guy's name who actually plays Andre the Fly? It's David Hedison as the Delorme family from Montreal, French-Canadia.
1: Well done to him. Yay.
0: Well done to everybody. Well done to everybody that's... I don't think there's any Moustache Hall of Fame this week either. I mean, Price is obviously already in there for several Uh, thousand I mean, you
1: could count the whiskers on the fly.
0: No, no, we're not getting silly about it. We're sticking to real moustaches. And no
1: entries into the Husband Hall of Fame either.
0: Is there not? No.
1: I don't want a husband who turns into the fly... Or is the brother of the person who turns into the fly? Or is the inspector who investigates the case <laughs> of the guy turning into the fly?
0: It's a real shame. It's a real shame. I think what we should say, though, Nolan, to, to, to wrap up this episode, is a very happy Halloween. Indeed. And, keep, and keep yourself safe and don't go out and do silly things because you're not really allowed to.
1: You see any new scary movies this year?
0: any new well i have we're doing a we're doing a morgan hasn't seen horror movies edition throughout november actually you know because we just like to be weird about it but obviously i've we've been watching a lot of witch movies on morgan hasn't seen so i've seen plenty of uh plenty of new things this year actually which is nice i mean in terms of new as in 2020 movies I still hold the belief that movies don't exist at the moment. I mean, even first time so... watches. Oh, there's been, yes, there's been plenty of first time watches. Which, obviously, most of my first time watches you can find on episodes of Morgan hasn't seen, anyway. So just go over and listen to those. Mm-hmm. So there you go, guys. Yeah.
1: One of my there first time watches this year was Candyman, the original. Oh, yes. and that that was... Uh,
0: first time.
1: I'm not going to forget that movie.
0: A first time watch of Candyman is a special, special event in somebody's life. It's so unlike any other horror movie. It's, it's such a good movie. It's so creepy. Uh,
1: but I've also been up to some stuff uh, as well what is that? Well, on the horror side, I have released a video as part of the collaboration by YouTuber Matt Draper, One Horrifying Moment, where I talked about Scream, because of course I fucking did. Uh, you love
0: Scream. Everybody loves Scream.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, that opening scene is a masterclass in screenwriting, so yeah, I yeah. covered that. There's a lot of other great things on there. My friend Gwen did an amazing video on The Invitation which is a movie I still haven't seen yet, but I've been told okay. I should. And there's also some interesting ones on there from, like, High Top Films, talking about, like, the Feet of Clay episode of Batman the Animated Series, which I was, conf- okay. I was confused on how that classified as horror until I watched the video, and I'm like, yeah, Clayface is a pretty hor- horrifying dude.
0: It's true. Uh, also a very tragic guy. I
1: was also on some other podcasts this month. Uh, my friend... Anthony Gramigula has just launched a new horror podcast called the Pumpkin Core Horror Movie Podcast, where two or more guests get on to talk about a singular horror movie, and we just compare and contrast. My episode, I picked Child's Play, and my guests, AJ and Alice, who you know as the guy who wrote a story about murderous unicorns, Picked The Invisible Man. So you can imagine the comparison we had between Hopefully. Child's Play and The Invisible Man. Weirdly enough, they've got more in common than you would think. And, of course, our good buddy Devon okay. had me on talking about every single Halloween movie, which was really painful to watch. Not gonna painful. lie. <laughs> I mean, the f- I love the first <laughs> Halloween. I think Halloween 2 is okay. Halloween 3 is weird as fuck. The 2018 one's fun, but the rest of them, woof. That is...
0: You don't like H2O?
1: No, I don't like H2O.
0: I'm surprised you don't like H2O.
1: H2O is the very definition of fine.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. But it sounds like you've been busy and... Keeping yourself nice and horror-filled, which is exactly how anybody should be spending Halloween season. After
1: editing that video, I now remember why I took a break from stories as lessons in the first place.
0: <laughs> because because
1: editing is such a bitch.
0: I don't know how it, it does take. I don't know a- how
1: editing a video exhausts you, but it does. All I'm doing is sitting over a computer, putting little clips to audio
0: because it takes brain power and thought and concentration which does exhaust the mind that's why i al- that's why
1: and also to get my spooky fill this year i've been enjoying playing the resident evil games which i highly recommend to anybody i know that your brother has an xbox not a ps4 you should get yourself some resident evil games if i know anybody that would like them it is you
0: Okay. Well fair enough. Fair Do enough. Do not I'll, judge I'll, them I'll, I'll by the movies. That. Well I'll take that on board. I will take that on board and absolutely. I could
1: even see you cosplaying as Leon Kennedy, who is quite a handsome police officer.
0: Oh, well, that's very nice of you, thank you very much. Um I like that. Okay. Well. There we go, I think, guys, for this episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast, The Main Show. We have been talking, of course, about 1958 the Fly, and also, you know, saying our little happy Halloween, go and watch some horror, go and watch some scary stuff, have a good day on Halloween. Have a good day every day, because you deserve a good day every day, because you hear here. Listening to It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show. But, of course, the main show is not the only show you can find on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. We have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday with me and Janine. I haven't seen things. Janine makes me watch things. That's how it works over there. It's always a little bit silly and strange and weird and wacky over on Morgan Hasn't Seen. So that's fun. We also, of course, have Machine Mondays every Monday with Janine. Talking all her down things. So we've got you covered Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Castbox, everywhere else podcasts are found. We are absolutely everywhere. Or just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at The Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because three is the magic number. As the witches in our Witch Movies Season of the Witch on Morgan Hasn't Seen definitely agreed that three was the magic number. You should also check out, if you wish, the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. Patreon.com slash It's a Wonderful One. So, so much good stuff going on over there. Find the tier that's right for you. It's great. Nolan, all your good stuff is at where?
1: At nolandean27 on Twitter. At nolandean on YouTube. If you like following me on Twitter, I can promise you I'm just going to get more sarcastic and cynical as the days go on. It's going to be a <laughs> fucking riot, my friends. Get on there. Follow me at Just Nolan wait till Christmas. Oh, on Christmas. I am the fucking Grinch this year, my friends.
0: Oh, dear. Well, there we go. Nolan... I think this is about the time um, I I say uh, goodbye and thank you and I love you all. You're all great. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Nolan, do the good stuff. See us out.
1: Help me, help me. This man is bugging me. There you go. Combination of two quotes. Enjoy it.
0: I just felt like you said that I was booking you, which made me very sad. Oh, not you. Not you. Never you. <laughs>